Good day, drunkers. Ah. I'm Anthony Schultz. I'm Ariel Schultz. I don't remember my name. I'm Inter Marco. Inter Marco. <laughs> I don't know my name. I forgot. Ah. Welcome to this beautiful <laughs> Sunday morning. Rainy and cold outside. Yeah, it is. I like the rain, though. I do as well. Which is really funny because I saw photos from Seattle earlier and it's bright and sunny. <laughs> which never happens. And then in Spokane where it's always bright and sunny, at least it's in the spring and summertime, it's rainy and overcast. So. Anyways, we're back for Sunday's episode of Day Drunk. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Yeah. So instead of drinking the brown sugar bourbon <laughs> like we had yesterday morning. We, we may have finished that. It's gone. We have the new Amsterdam Citron. Citron. That's flavored vodka. Uh, Jarrell and I have done a few new Amsterdam reviews. And we've done the dry for sure. Yeah. Uh, we might have a couple flavors there. I don't know. We're almost like 200 unique <laughs> liquor reviews in. So it's difficult to remember, remember sometimes. Yeah, that's uh, true. Jarrell and I haven't reviewed the new Amsterdam uh, Citron. Citron yet. However, we will be. So we will. in the future. Up. Yeah. It depends on if we have any left or if I purchase more or drill scoops it up. Whatever. Scoops. Eventually, though, we will have it. And again, I will retroactively go back in and add the <laughs> review link. But the bourbon one, that's going to be there. So stay tuned for that. It's gone. Well, we did a bourbon review, though, before it was gone. That's what I mean. I know, but... It's gone now, yes. The bourbon's gone. It doesn't exist anymore. It has been vanquished. So today on Day Drunk, we'll be consuming that. Consuming the consumers. And then kind of, I guess, piggybacking off of our topic yesterday where we yep. talked about... Uh, Comic book shops and their closing. Yeah, closures or kind of downturn in sales. Mm -hmm. um, it'll be like a little bit more of a positive note. We're going to just talk about uh, like local or regional comic book shops that we yeah. like, why we like them, um, and where you can find them and go visit them kind of a thing. Yeah. Good times. Uh, there are a lot of really cool kind of comic book shops. It's kind of hard to like name them all. Yeah, we'll just be doing like a few highlights. Uh, and this topic of the discussion uh, was suggested to us as well from Ariel's mother. Mother. Yeah, Yay. Linda McCauley. So we will be taking one of her suggestions. She had a specific comic book shop in mind for us to talk about. Uh, we recently took a trip for our anniversary to Portland mm -hmm. yep. and went to a really cool comic book shop. Uh, there's also another one there which we didn't have a chance to visit, but I've ordered from online called Things from Another World. Yeah, we couldn't go there because it's like a little farther out of town and we didn't drive, so. Yeah, we were taking Ubers and stuff around town. We were pretty much downtown centric. Yeah, we took the train to Portland. We did, yeah, so we didn't have our car. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll be talking about that as well as some uh, local comic book shops to Spokane, Washington. Yeah. So what we like about them, what we, you know, Don't hope mind. that other comic book shops who open or maybe if they're adapting like we talked about yesterday, mm -hmm. uh, what they can do to improve, I guess, or diversify or adapt. So let's pour some shots. Chat, chat, chat. We got vodka slushy. It may have been a little cold. Yeah, not a good sign for a vodka, but... I was saying, I don't realize vodka froze. It can, like, the alcohol in vodka uh, has a much lower freezing point than water. However, all vodkas are made with water as well, because they dilute it with a spring water or a local water, usually. Right. We also have to think, too, that one's... So that's why it kind of slushifies. It doesn't really freeze. You get this weird slushy thing, because whatever water they're using to cut it with is the part that's freezing. Whatever water? I hope it's just water. Well, they have, like, spring water, glacier water, or something oh, like that. Oh, yeah. It depends on where they are. They usually have their own little spin on it. And then... Um, like Deep Eddy, you know, simply uses the Deep Eddy spring water in Texas <laughs> and then gives it a unique flavor. Uh, Iceland, the Reka, they use glacier water, stuff like that. But yeah, that's the part that's freezing. And then the alcohol doesn't make it freeze all the way because it hasn't hit its freezing point No, yet. we just kind of put it briefly in the water and now we have some slushy. A little vodka knowledge, I suppose. <laughs> so we don't talk about it very often, but... Well, no, I was just curious if it was that lore of, you know, alcohol. Is it is, yeah. Vodka is not going to freeze solid in your freezer. And no. If it does, it's bad. It means that it's heavily, heavily diluted Looted. with water. Which of the things, too, that one's a flavored vodka. So it's got all the it is, flavoring. It is, and that's why I a little bit more. Because it's lower proof, mm -hmm. so... Not as much alcohol. I like that there's like pet hair on the outside of the bottle. Natasha probably rubbed up on it. Is that you? Orange okay. man? Okay, what is he doing? He's got one permanent ear that's drooled on. Yes. That's Normina's favorite ear. Cheers, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. May the force be with you. <laughs> as well with you. 
Eh, no, I'm just kidding. It's very citrusy. Cookies. Not the dripskies. I wasn't ready for the chunkies. Ooh. I guess I should have been. We just. Uh. Whoa. Hey there. This is not me gagging with the moonshine the other night. <laughs> well, I guess I. No, oh, that was bad. <laughs> he gagged. So, uh, Darrell and Ariel and myself, we had a on the rock shoot or studio. And we might just have to tag that just because it's hilarious. Yeah, I'll probably pull that clip out actually because it is funny. Usually, those are the ones I pull out. Like the ones where I make fun of myself, pretty much. Uh, anyways, we had this moonshine. I, I don't recall what brand it was, but oh, it was a cherry know. moonshine. None it of us sills or something like that. Something, yeah. Uh, none of us really care for cherry to begin with. No, I don't like beans. But we really haven't had killer moonshine yet. <laughs> They've either been like crazy low proof or just kind of like washed out, or like this one where it had the proof behind it, but it was bad. It was so bad. So. We all had a shot of it. Everyone kind of had a guttural reaction. It triggered my gag reflex, which hardly <laughs> ever happens. Then, at, like, Ariel passed hers off to me, and she's like, I'm not doing that. I called the bitch card. I'm like, oh. And I was thinking, because I had just had it, that I could follow it up and be fine. But nope, I immediately gagged again. <laughs> That's a double gag. Back to back. Then, uh, and I, we've done some nasty stuff on other rocks. That's we've true. had sticky stoli and uh, sticky stoli and Jaeger shots. We've had sticky red rum and Jaeger uh, and fireball and shit. We've done some horrible things. Sticky stoli fireball and it's like a honey whiskey or something. Tell us some else. I think it was sticky stoli. I think we still have sticky stoli. <laughs> it's just there. Yeah, gross. <laughs> Anyways, to get into our topic, uh, I think we're gonna open up with your mother's suggestion. Actually, yeah. this kind of relates Go to on. our Portland trip as well. So. Linda recommended that we talk about the Arc Arcade, which is in Astoria, Oregon. So if you're in the area and you haven't been there, check it out. Or if you're passing through, check it out. Check it out, regardless. <laughs> uh, it's This one seems kind of like a cool mashup between a traditional comic book store and an arcade. Oh, that's legit. Yeah. And so they have, obviously, a little bit about us section on their Honestly, webpage. I've probably been there but years ago. Yeah, and I haven't. I don't, I don't have much familiarity with Astoria. Obviously, I know where it is. Oh, but... I know what happened there. Uh, so they have, you know, check us out today. Over 100 classic arcade games with ticket prizes. Uh, 24 delightful ice cream flavors, which is kind of cool. <laughs> a full gourmet cool. kitchen and, uh, featuring Philly cheesesteaks. And then they have a free, you know, birthday party room. Um, and it says, whether you're looking through our 32,000 comic books. <laughs> There's a little number. Yeah, and I would estimate that our comic book collection is probably anywhere between two and 10,000. So it's actually not as much as you would think, uh, but sizable still. That's pretty sizable. Uh, trying to find that rare collectible or making it into our high scoreboard, you'll find yourself in a place that gets you and never forget. On yeah. shot first. Yeah. Just Star Wars reference. That's cool. And it looks like... We got a giant freaking stormtrooper in the window. <laughs> I'll probably use this photo, actually, for the thumbnail, but if you can see it on camera, on my Kindle, they have, like, a little, uh... Yeah, I don't know, yeah one of the, the kind of classic, like, uh, display windows that old um, department stores used to do, like, in downtown mm -hmm. or, you know, like stuff like that. Like a ball pit stuff. You might not be able to see it, though. We have that guy. But like I said, I'll use it as the thumbnail and yeah. stuff so you can check it out. It'll be the background for uh, this video. Which is cool. But yeah, they have a Stormtrooper, and it looks like a Boba Fett mannequin. <laughs> and then... No Han, though. That's sad. Well, he Ball might be frozen somewhere. <laughs> Carbonite. But he shot first. Uh, there's like an old Defenders logo there. Obviously promoting, you know, their ice cream, their food, you know, some of the games they have and their comic books. So Very cool, though. feel about, like, talking about this shop or shops specifically like that, that where they have comic books, but it's more kind of arcade eccentric. I haven't been to a comic book shop that has an arcade to it, but I do like the idea of it. I think it falls in line with what we said yesterday for, like, like comic book shops to adapt. Mm -hmm. That's a good way to adapt. Uh, barcades... Or just mm -hmm. arcades in general are coming back. Yeah, they are, which is cool. Yeah, it's a very kind of like hipster nostalgia movement. Because we we visited one when we were in Portland. Yeah, and I think that's like a, a good tie-in. Not necessarily a comic book shop, but there's no, an awesome no arcade such. in Portland, Oregon, right downtown on Fifth and Couch Street. Yep. So where the beanie? Called Ground Control. It's called Ground Control, and they have a full bar. And they do food as well. But it's also a kid eccentric, too, because they don't go to a bar till 5 p.m. Yeah. 
So it's very family friendly mm-hmm. up till five. Yeah, because um, they got food. Obviously, no, obviously they have food. They have all sorts of pinball games, games. It's gonna be just a fun way to burn some time and enjoy yourself. Yeah, we were there like three evenings, I believe. Four, four I think. Yeah, three, we were there a lot. Three, we were there a lot. It was kind of like our stop in so we could relax after the day. Yeah. We would drink and we would play oh, classic shit. arcade games. <laughs> and we would hang yeah, out. Was aliens. Uh yeah, you got some nachos one night too, even. And we would yeah, yeah we would just hang out and re- relax and de- decompress. Because obviously you're on the go when you're on vacation. It was a good place just to like Chill. Relax and not have to worry about seeing everything well, and think about what you did during the day. Have a couple cocktails and drinks and play some games. Get, everyone was super friendly. They had like an open coat rack. You didn't worry about anything missing. No. Bartenders were nice. They had, of course, really cool drinks and stuff. Yeah, and they had like a kind of like a neo-noir, like Pac-Man inspired bathroom. Which is cool. They had a Tron-inspired, like, dining area. Uh, They do a comedy show every month that we actually got to join in on and, like, watch. Uh, We actually got to talk to a few of the comedians, too, which is really cool. Yeah, very kind of intimate setting. Uh, And then it's a a two-story building. The second story, which is open to the first floor, you can can see everything very easily, uh, was all pinball machines. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And the bottom floor was all kind of your classic arcade King machines. Games, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Simpsons, Street Fighter, Street Fighter that know, giant pack X-Men, Avengers even. Yeah, all sorts of cool stuff. Oh, my favorite game was the Aliens. Shooting Aliens. So obviously we're a little bit more familiar with ground control, even though it may be tangential. But to get back to your original question, I think uh, a comic book shop including arcade games is a really good idea. I think it does survive absolutely. Survive. If you can afford it or you can get the funding for it, and it's something you can have, uh, go for it. I think like obviously the arc arcade. I think I went to would have a long, long like ten yeah. years ago almost. I think that's kind of a cool niche and market too. Obviously they're gonna have their separate sections, but you know. I think it's a good draw. It's a good draw. You, yeah. you got the young kids to get them in. Hey, you know, we have games. Because I would love to comb through comic books and then go play Street Fighter. Yeah, you like, awesome. I got comic books. You like, Or have a cocktail or something later after going through comic books. Or yeah, even afterwards, like, ah, I'm a little bit tipsy. I've had some cocktails. Like, let's, uh, let's look for that rare Avengers comic yeah. that I've always been wanting. Yeah, know? well, that's what I mean. It's like, you know, it makes it cool because, like, it draws in a younger crowd because they got games and food. Yep. But then they have comic books. On top of it, yeah. On top of it, but then you obviously draw... And even if you're not into comic books per se, and you're there for the arcade and stuff... You can still check it out, though. At least that comic book shop is making money, and then you're around people, maybe, who are comic book nerds who can, like, draw you in. Yeah, they're, like, have a plethora of information. You're like, oh, shit, that's really cool. I didn't know about that. Let me actually go read this. Exactly. Like, oh, I just played the X-Men arcade game. I really like Wolverine. I was like, well, check out this story arc that I read. Like, it's really cool. You can make those, like, kind of suggestive selling, which is very prominent in retail. Yeah. uh, Very easily. Easily. So, I think it it would be a, a cool idea, and I think it obviously works for them. At the Arc Arcade in Astoria, mm-hmm. and I would love to have something like that here. That'd be cool. Yeah, I just feel like you know, with well, we kind of talked about yesterday how like you know, comic book shops have to dip, I'm not smash into a wall, have to adapt to survive. Like in town, we mainly have like maybe memorabilia, like you know, shirts and knickknacks and stuff like that. Yeah, that are kind of like tacked on to places. They're kind of tacked on to places. I don't, I don't feel like the ones we have are. They're cool, but not... They're not... Merlin's is cool, but... Merlin's is very cool, and I feel like that's the most unique one that Spokane Washington unique has. Unique is what I'm looking for. They're not that much really unique, they But other than small. that... Yeah, exactly. And, it's so... And I, and I don't mean to dog, and I have actually been critiqued for this as a freelance journalist, but we have a comic book shop in Spokane just called The Comic Book Shop. Yeah, and it's a cool place. Like, I was probably a little harsh on it back in the day. This was, like, close to ten years ago now. Yeah. About seven. I agree with it. So you know, um, right. But, like, Ariel was pointing out, it's not very unique. And it's very I don't unique. think I, like, phrased it very correctly at the time when I did a review of that comic book shop. Um, but it's very just kind of... Mass-produced. Yeah, homogenized is, yeah, like, the yeah. word that comes to mind. Uh, very cookie cutter. They play it very safe, and it, and it works for them. They've been actually very successful. Yeah, they've, they've moved to a bigger they've location. They constantly moved to larger locations, and um, are obviously making money. And there's always people there, and it's a it's a good atmosphere. Uh, the owner obviously knows what he's doing. He knows how to run a business. Yeah. is what it comes down to. However, there isn't really that kind of like unique standpoint to it. Mm-hmm. No. You, you don't get that arcade or that family vibe almost. No, and or, like, I, you know, 
It's hard to put a finger on the X factor, but it doesn't have that X it's factor. It's like I just went into any kind of Joe Blow store and bought t-shirts. It's what you would expect yeah. for a place just called the comic shop. Yeah. You know, because we, we just talked about the Arc Arcade. It's like, that's a unique name. Or Ground Control, that's a unique, unique name. name. It has character. And then we have the... Merlin's Comics and Games. It's character. character. And know? then the one we uh, visited in Portland, the Floating... No. Floating World Comics. Floating World Comics. That kind of catches you because it's like, oh, Floating World Comics. What's this? And, and, we, and not the largest comic book uh, store in Portland, Oregon, um, but very unique. And it's all it's right. It's very cool. cool. It's eclectic because, like, it had, like, a section of really, really old records when you first walk in. You're like, what the fuck is records? That's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Like, eclectic, really old records. Not, like, the ones you see, like, artists doing nowadays. They're really old ones. Yeah, not not new stuff that's, like, recently printed. Like, they definitely dabble in, like, used or, like, original printings. Yeah. And then they pressings, had... rather. Which was, I thought was even cooler, is, like, they had a big section of... Self-printed comics. Yeah, and it wasn't... A lot of comic book shops do this, which is really cool, and I definitely advocate for it, uh, where they'll promote uh, local artists or writers, their comic books, you yeah. know, that have been either self-published or published by them. Uh, usually you get, like, a handful of them. One, two, three. Two, three, four. Floating World Comics, I thought was really cool. They Huge act in part rack. as a publisher quite a bit, obviously. Yeah. And they had an entire rack of things that they had published that were local writers and artists that had either worked together or done it all on their own and Huge had produced a comic book yeah. or a graphic novel or um, a zine, you know, the, yeah. that kind of like 90s mentality almost. And it was really cool. They had everything that you could like possibly think of. And like the fun part when we were in there, there was a female clerk or clerk, associate. She was, associate, yeah. or she was cashier. a cashier. She was cashier. running the store. At the time. And... She was playing some eclectic music, and she's unwrapping, like, her stock was putting stuff away, and all you hear is, fuck yeah, we got this in today, I'm so excited! Yeah. She's like, you know, stuff you don't hear is she's excited about her job, she's excited about the comic books, put them away, and enthusiastic about it, and, like, you know, unfortunately with here, like, the comic book shop, it's just like, Joe Blow hired on the street just to have a job. Yeah, they're, and they're obviously very... They're almost like corporate, but not where it's like there's obviously distinct like guidelines, things that you should or should not say to customers, mm -hmm. and how you should behave in front of customers and stuff. It was almost good being in a more metropolitan area with a clerk like that, and it it didn't bother me like the language that she used. It was more so it's she, awesome to see somebody it. excited about she comic was books, putting away new comic books, even though we're like listening to the Smiths and on vinyl nonetheless and blasted. You know, just promoting things. Having a good time at work and very excited about stocking comic books yeah, because she, new stuff had come in that was really cool. And she recommended some stuff to us. Have we seen this? Have we seen that? You know, good choice on your comic books and just... Yeah, except, she except still had that customer service, service kind of aspect. aspect her, but, you know, yeah. you hear her saying, oh, fuck yeah, these came in today. I'm so excited. And just put shit on the shelf. Yeah. Yeah, and the, the story was immaculate. It was well lit. Uh, it's mm -hmm. in, I believe, like... Um, a specialized building, like a, like a reclaimed building. Yeah, it's one of those old reclaimed buildings from Portland downtown. And funnily enough, it is um, almost at the same intersection as, as Ground Control, Control, the arcade that we it's mentioned like earlier. Locked down. Yeah, it's it's like almost like kitty corner on the same block. So it's still on like Fifth and uh, Couch, but it's almost the <laughs> next block over, it. just on the other side of the street. Just tell them about Couch. You keep wanting to say it. I do, but I'm not going to. We'll say that for another time. Um, <laughs> but it's very kind of cool area of downtown Portland. You can hit the arcade Dude, downtown there. Downtown Portland is awesome in its own right. There's an awesome Fred Myers down there. Coffee shop kind of mixed in there. Is it dead? Ground, dead grounds, dead. Oh crap! It was like a little. I'll have a, a link for it in the description below because we're it's difficult recalling. But it was a while ago. So. Um, yeah, there's a there's a coffee shop in between there on the same side of the street as uh, Floating World Comics is, and then on the other side is the arcade, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. I know. Even when we were downtown in the arcade, we had like some woman from like Australia asking us about it. Like, Tennessee. Oh. Tennessee is like I don't know. We're visitors too. No idea. We'll see. Ooh. Good dog. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so if you get a chance to hit Portland, Oregon, I would definitely recommend hit Ground Control, the arcade there. Definitely. 
not comic book related, but very cool. Kind of well, similar. It is kind of comic book related because they have bit. like the old school games are yeah. related. And I think that's a, a Venn diagram that overlaps get a lot. Knockered and play games. Yeah, and they have all their cocktails are named after like old Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, and, and Mario. I think they had a Princess like Peach cocktail and. Yep. They got good food and yeah. nachos. Mm. Yeah. Nachos. Really cool place. So if you're kind of into nerd culture on the whole, check out that arcade, Ground Control. Uh, really fun. Uh, mm -hmm. Whether you're 21 or over or younger, doesn't matter. But you can do it younger too. Yep. Because you don't have to be 5 o'clock to cut off. Uh, on the same street, ish, 5th <laughs> uh, and Couch Street in downtown Portland, you can go to Floating World Comics, and that's the one that has uh, all the vinyl and all the locally published uh, comic books and graphic novels and zines and stuff, as well as a healthy selection of new stuff and backstock. Yes, definitely a healthy, healthy selection. And then, to reiterate, our suggested uh, like comic store or arcade, a little mm -hmm. bit of both, uh, was the Arc Arcade, Arcade, which is in Astoria, Oregon. That's pretty cool, the Arc Arcade. That's yeah, <laughs> very, very phonetic, like, euphonious, so. Yep. Uh, well, we'll probably move on to, kind of, we touched on it a little bit, our local comic stores. Mm -hmm. Catch. Well, unnecessary, brosive. <sighs> local uh, comic book shops, you have, like, the Marvel... Dad, damn it. Marvel? Merlins? Merlins. Merlins. Yeah, up. So we talked uh, about Merlins a little bit yesterday um, and what comic book shops, I guess, are doing right or who've been around a long time mm -hmm. in our area. Have adapted to survive, as we talked about. Yeah. Merlins uh, Comics and Games is downtown in Spokane, Washington mm -hmm. on Main Street. Yep. Kind of a, one of the focal points in that area. Uh, they, we have like a Main Street festival every year. Yeah, we do. Um, there's a lot of really kind of cool, like, bars and restaurants and coffee shops there. Uh, we also talked about yesterday market. how, um, yeah, it's right across the street from the main market, which mm -hmm. is like a co-op, fresh, uh, like, mm -hmm. farmer's market almost. Uh, we talked about John Wade, who owns, uh, Merlin's Comics and Games. He also owns the Auntie's Bookstore now, which is on the same street, just <laughs> a little bit further down, uh, more westward. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a good... segue. Well, that too. <laughs> but a good uh, example of a local comic book shop that still has a family-friendly kind of, like, atmosphere or, like, mm -hmm. an inclusive atmosphere uh, that obviously cares about the city it's in and the people that are around and, like, kind of the local attitude or regional attitude yeah. of the area. And well, it's I mean, done well for itself. If you wouldn't have cared, you wouldn't have bought an Auntie's Bookstore, which has been around for years and years and years. Yeah, since the 70s. Yeah. You know, and I, when we do go comic book plunking, going in and like, yeah. like, what we ever have. We prefer to go to Merlin's. We do, we do. Because yeah. they have comic books. They have backstock, they have comic books, you know, it's not just. Merlin. And they have, a, they have a great selection on, like, uh, back issue comic books. And uh, I don't know if he still does it anymore, but I'm pretty sure he does. Uh, John Wade always had, like, a 10% off kind of policy. Yeah. Like, for back issues yeah. and stuff. And Which is cool. like, you know, not enough. And he'll charge you for, like, cover price, like, original cover price on back issues. Yeah, well, like, not a, another knock on the comic book shop where they charge you because they backed and board it and you have no choice. Yeah, like, and, that, and that was part of my review the for the comic book shop. Don't fucking back and board them, then. Is, it's cool. They, they are very organized in their back mm. issues. They are. You can you can pretty much find anything you're looking for in their back issue set. Yeah. However, they charge an additional like I think twenty five cents or fifty cents. Like seventy five cents now. Uh, for bag and boarding those back issue comics, but, because they stand up better in long boxes and they're easier to organize, which I understand. But but it's above the cost. Of the comic book. Yeah. And Which obviously, like, devalues, and that's why it's a backstock issue, so there's kind of, like, a weird discrepancy there. Like, And then they you, use those stickers that destroy the bags. Yeah, that's something that's always bothered me. I don't think I mentioned that in my original review five well, years me. ago. I'm really good at taking stickers off of freaking random things, and I can't take those off without destroying a bag. Yeah, so they use, like, a kind of an old-school, like, price changer. With the, mm -hmm. you know, rectangular stickers that are, like, perforated, like, in the middle to price them since they're adding the, the cost of the bagging board that they're, you know, putting man hours into. Mm -hmm. um, and they 
don't come off the plastic very well. So you so, have to replace so plastic. As a collector, obviously you don't want that on there, but you want it safeguarded. So it ends up ruining the extra amount that you paid for because you tear the inevitably the plastic clear bag that comic books are stored in. So then you end up spending the money to buy, you know, a hundred count boards and bags, bags and doing it yourself. Well. And like, I understand. You get the board out of it, but you really don't get the bag out this of it. Like, so it's like, why? Tangential. This is kind of why, like, falling in the place of, like, why it's not doing, it is, but it's not doing so well. It's obviously doing well financially, so I can't knock too hard. I can't knock too hard and understand the man hours and understand, you know, well, I've got to tag and bag and board all these, but at the same time, it's like, it just forces us to spend, you know, I'm already buying like a $3.99 comic or a back issue that's like maybe four four seventy five, yeah. Well or something it's like, that. like with mine, like I like the Scarlet Witch and those are heftier price or four ninety nine already, and if I miss yeah. a couple cause they come out, because I've maybe missed one or two and it's like five bucks plus an extra seventy five cents. And then you're trying to salvage the bag and board because you don't want to spend money on the bags, bags again. again. And yeah. it's just like I'm already spending three times the cost for a, com a comic book. But you can readily find it, so it's like, what are you paying for, Boardly. really? Yeah. And then this is what makes it annoying when I try to go to comic book shops. Like, yeah. for granted, like, they obviously have, like, the new stuff up just in bags. Leave the shit in bags, then. Yeah. Don't board it. Leave. I, I understand your argument for, like, they'll stand up better in boxes, but they have them in boxes. It's not like us with the canvas bags we have. You, you would be surprised, though, actually. Like, Fair enough. Th th this is something I didn't know. When I first got into, I was, like, in my early 20s when I got into comic books, and people may not know this. I wasn't a kid. Um, I was 25, so... Those are me. Same kind of thing. I was like yeah. 21, 22. And, and people just have like this misconception you're like into comics. It must have well, happened when you were little. With your collection, yeah. And, well, yeah, and I totally could not do it. My collection makes sense for someone starting when they're 24, 25. His collection, not so much. Well, the thing is, though, is I made a shit ton of money like writing about it. He's, That's how that came about. He's kind of crazy. than a bed bug. It's okay. So it was like it more than paid for my new obsession kind of a thing. But, um. Bag and board. Yes, uh, but I was like, I totally lost where I was going. Um, you pulled a blonde move. I'm blonde. Don't do that. I was blonde. You blonde for a moment. Yeah, I got a blonde mustache. I've been That's blonde all I got left. forever. You're a dirty blonde. <laughs> <laughs> um, you said it. But when you have them not bagged and boarded, you'd be surprised Like when you're building out a long box it totally like slumps over and like ruins the comic books and it's very difficult to keep organized or like intact even which i did not know because you don't see it very often you're yeah. like oh i don't need bags and boards i can just get loose okay, comics I and toss them in there and organize them whatever. Granted, I would need and it does it they're all they all like flop over because of the weight of the comics and mm -hmm. they it's like they ruin the covers okay, for granted shit. i know with bags especially you would need to protect the you actually need boards more than anything but you can have the board without a bag because it's not going to stay with it so I just feel double like, edged sword okay, you know what good comparison though is other places like uh, Merlin's bags and boards don't, don't charge you not their back issue comics but they give you a crazy discount it's like more so than what it would cost to bag and board them yourself exactly yeah. I don't which know. is why I prefer Merlin's that's a, again the double edged sword is like I understand they're doing the man hours and the pretty bag and boarding preserving it but what gives you the right to charge extra well, I make that decision for you. I think yeah. that's I think that's what it comes to. I think it's definitely their right to charge extra for doing that because of the man hours and the, the material cost. Mm -hmm. I think as a business to be oh. that presumptuous is actually more the issue. That okay, that's the issue I have. It's just they presume okay, I'll pay for it. No, I'm Literally, I would I would rather and that's why I'm happier with like Merlin's comics and games get a discount and bag and board it myself than to be charged extra for and that's almost part of the fun of a comic book collector you're looking through it you're like oh shit this exactly is so cool. and bag and boarding it and oh, looking at the artwork it. I yeah can look through it when it's already back and you get to tape it up how you like and you get to get the right yeah, boards and bags even when they the, whatever fucking tape they use will tear the bag as well yeah 
It's very it's cheap. They're like they're undercutting costs, and, and, and it tears. I don't like that. They charge you extra. So then you have to throw away the bag and stuff. But it's like if you're a collector and you have a very specific way to store it. Scotch tape, and you know we put it like nicely linear. Yeah, we do a little like long strip there, it's and so linear, we get into so it, and it doesn't open, tear. We read it because there's a comic books he's had me read, and I'm tearing it open, reading yeah. them, and. But yeah, the old ones were like you can tell, like when I initially got them and bagged and boarded them, they rip. Yeah, exactly. You and you have tell. to replace it. You have to replace that bag and the tape and stuff. Which is like another like tidbit for me is like how well you take care of yourself. Like I know I just started, but I'm a collector of many things. Yeah. And like how like I have from being a kid, side note, piggy banks that I've had forever and ever mm -hmm. and they've gotten knocked off or broken. And I literally glued back piggy banks and I still have them on my bookcase. Yeah. Glue, super glued together. Like, freaking jigsaw puzzle, missing parts Absolutely. because I broke it, but it meant so much to me because I'm a collector, I fixed it. Yeah, and I'm the same way, and I think that's very indicative of people who collect comic books. Is you're so, like... like you treasure it, you, you value treasure, it, you take care of it. You know, it may not mean money value, it may not mean something to somebody else, but to me, this item I have means 100% to me. I'd be crying heartbroken because my T-Rex cookie jar got broken. Yeah, exactly, and that's how I feel about... Uh, obviously, we're we're married, and I'm a very collector oh. kind of person as well. We're married, and uh, you were asleep. Um, <laughs> That's how the contract got started. And I feel the same way. Like you, you take care of it, and I think you totally hit home on it. Other people may not care, but it doesn't matter because it's important when, to you. Well, it's like with my books, I'm very iffy on who I love borrow books because I know they've been my pages. Been my pages. <laughs> or I've let my sister borrow a book. She lost the cover and I was very mad at her. Which is funny because I always take the dust jacket off of a book, which is what it's for. I know. And you do the same thing. I do when I'm reading it, but she borrowed the book so I gave her the dust jacket and she lost it. Yeah, and, I, and, I, and if I loan a book, I never have the dust jacket. Okay, you know, to be fair, she did buy me a replacement because I was upset about it. Which is it. cool. <laughs> and obviously, you know, I always use the dust jacket or, or, a, bookmark or... The, a bookmark. I never fold the pages. I always have random bookmarks. And my family members know that, too. That's the funny thing. I have random bookmarks receipts. I have a fucking tag. Yeah, I don't care what it is. I don't care what you use as bookmarks. That does not bother me don't the slightest. Bend don't pages. bend my pages. Don't yeah. bend my pages. Especially you. if I have a hardback copy. Oh, my God, I'll stab you. Yeah. Well, your book collection is like my book collection. Yeah, no, yeah. I know. Two giant we agree. Yeah. full of fucking books. I, and plenty in storage my and banana boxes. Side bed stacks, all of my Dresden books I haven't read yet, or I have read. They're just there because I need to read them. Well, my end table's just the same. There's <laughs> like a stack of books that are like half finished or unread. I'm three pages in. I'm reading that. Don't touch that. Pretty much. We tangential. Ooh, good. Yeah, we strained a little bit. It's so well, though. However, yeah, a bit. No, but, like, it kind of goes along with the comic books shops and how they adapt to survive, and I just feel like the comic book shop, because it's his main shop, will be fine. But the one, Absolutely. The one we're talking about is on Division. It's kind of like a little kiosk of yeah. a shop. And that's the one that has, like, the back stock issues and ones that are already bagged and board and the ones we have issues with. A lot of collector's items and stuff, too. So. Well, it's not just that. It's just like collector's items, game pieces, this and that, to also survive again. But it's just like, you know, that's kind of the decline. It's like, you just assume. It's almost like a decline in, like, quality, okay. not business, business structure. Yeah. Well, it's like, we saw when we were in the the one on couch crap comic book shop. Oh, uh, Floating World. And we've talked about five, I forgot. The Floating World is like, they didn't have back issues but it no, they have mostly like self-published or like a new comics and then vinyl. She's buying his tail. But they had them bagged and board and they didn't charge you extra. They didn't, you know, make you. Make you didn't take that with a grain of salt though, because they're more metropolitan. There's like <laughs> what four times as many people there as there is here. Sorry, my tiny. Great... So it's like by volume, you're probably gonna make sales. Yeah. Sorry, my tiny great cat's beating up his big orange cat, and he takes it. It's he, hilarious. He doesn't care. He's like a 20-pound cat, and she's like a 5-pound cat. <laughs> They're very cute, though. They're so cute. They're, They're long-haired. We love our kitties. I think uh, the comic book shop, like, fits Spokane. 
I, I, it does. Like, I think... the amount of people here, and, like, there's limited offerings. There's the comic shop, and there's Merlin's. Yeah. And that's it. <laughs> and I think it's a good, not necessarily dichotomy, but it, it is. A good in fit some for sense. us, because we're not at, but we're I, not But there's a more mainstream one, and there's a more, like, aged, nostalgic, uh, familial one. Yeah. And I think they both have their place. Because, unfortunately, we've talked about, like, the the perks of local comic book shops or ones that we visited or the awesomeness of them or what they have done to adapt and survive. But in the same breath, we haven't mentioned that a lot of comic book shops have closed. Yeah. And they're gone. Yeah. And they're going to be gone forever. And that's unfortunate. Yeah, it's just unfortunately it is what it is. Like, even when we were talking about, like, Hastings yesterday, it's not a comic book shop, but it's gone. So it's like we we have two that are left in Spokane, Washington, and there's about oh yeah we do that sucks you know two hundred and fifty three hundred thousand people here. Uh, we're the second biggest city in uh, Washington, for mm -hmm. frame of reference. And we have two. <laughs> the one in Post Falls that was about. yeah Sack Lunch Comics, which I don't Close. think I specifically mentioned. You didn't yesterday. mention the name though. But uh, an acquaintance of mine. Uh, ran that comic book shop mm -hmm. and it's closed down yeah. and it was only open a year maybe two at most a year and a half yeah right in there mm -hmm. uh i used to go out to uh court lane which is right across the uh state border between us and idaho uh it was the biggest comic book shop in you know court lane it's closed. It's closed, yeah. Yeah. I actually drove out there one summer not knowing that it was closed to go there specifically, and it was, it was gone. Closed, yeah. And it was a really cool place, and there was a lot of people there when I went, you know, just the year before. Yeah. Uh, it's gone. Um, we, you know, we talked about aunties yesterday. Yeah. Um, it probably would have gone under. It would have without Merlin's. Yeah. And it's like John White, you know, fortunately enough, had enough capital, obviously, to mm -hmm. purchase it from um, the original owners and, and keep it open and alive. But comic shops are closing. And it makes me sad. Like, I know I just got into it, but I've always kind of been nostalgic to it. And it's just, like, yeah. it's like with bookstores. It's culturally it's relevant. It's like with bookstores. Like, I love reading books. I, Aaron, I got a Kindle for Christmas one year. How many times have I used it? Once. Yeah. One time I've used it to read a book. That's should recommended. be diverse. <laughs> and it's just like, I cannot give up my books. And it's just, uh, I didn't mean the same with comic books. Like when you have, you know, comicsology and like we have a family plan type thing. I don't use it. And, and I, I like and I comics. use it. Yeah. He uses it abundantly. But it's just like, I can't, I can't do it. I don't know why. Maybe just like. Oh, trust me. I like, I feel the same urges that you do. Like I would much rather. You know, if I had all the time in the world kind of a thing, I, w I would totally just be, you know, at Merlin's or Auntie's or any of our local shops every day purchasing whatever the fuck I want, you know, when I want. I just feel and... people should not give up on that hardback, that paperback, that yeah. paper I agree. feeling. I understand it's like whatever I, I... argument you have, environmental, this, that, and, and comic books like offer that as well. Well, that's what I meant. Like the the wide spectrum. Don't give up on that. Don't, because it's just like you're sitting there reading it. It's just like satisfying. You close it and save it, or maybe give it to a friend or sell it. It's it's, it's it's different. There's like a passion there. There's like a tactile function there. There's a smell. There's a touch. There's the, you there, turn there's the there's a memory that's cemented in time, like you know, for the individual that is only encompassed by a physical copy of something. It is, and it's very difficult to explain. It's very ethereal. Um, it is again, and there's a lot of people that don't understand it, and that's fine. Um, but but those, those who, who do, do you don't should, give up. Yeah, exactly. You should definitely press forward. Like, go to your local bookstore. Go get to your local kind of books, comic get... shop. There's fucking... if, if you live in Spokane, Washington, go to the comic book store. Like, we may have knocked on it a little bit, eh. but it's like, it's still, go there. Go there. They have like, comic books. Yeah, buy their comic books. Buy their trade paperbacks. Buy their action figures. Merlin's. Buy their chess sets. Go to Merlin's and buy their back stock. Yeah. So yeah, there's go two. to... There's two. Go, you know? go to Merlin's Comics and Games and, like, partake in their card tournaments and buy their new and old issues like, of comic books. Do it. Shit, we're nerds. We just got back into magic. Like, I've always been into Pokemon. I got him into Pokemon. Yeah. I keep you guys Pokemon. <laughs> he cheats, though. I don't cheat. I'm just, like... 
very ruthless. <laughs> he is. He's like, I'll kill this Pokemon. Yeah, I'll sacrifice Pokemon. I have okay, like, no yeah. sensitivity to Pokemon. I'm because I've played all the Pokemon games. And he's just an asshole. Yeah. I don't like the new one, though. I hate Sun and Moon. I hate it. That's why I haven't played it. I'm farther than you. I can't play that game. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll shield that. We'll talk about that on next Sunday's episode of Daydrug. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah! Yeah! So we'll talk about Pokemon. <laughs> Pokemon. Yeah. Gotta catch them all. Regardless, uh, that's our episode of Day Drunk. <laughs> yep. We're tipsy. It happened. We drank. Drinking. Talk about comic shops, uh, regional, local. Kind of trying to catch a bird at the window. <laughs> kind of piggybacked <laughs> off of yesterday's episode. We also talk about like barcades and other aspects of uh, adapting to. Uh, comic book shops and stuff like that. Yeah, it, it all kind of nicely like fit together. Um, hopefully you like the episode. I honestly just feel, don't give up on um, any kind of paperback, anything. Yeah. Don't give up. If there's anything you're going to take from the episode, it. it's that. Read it. Yep. Physically, read it. Absolutely. I agree. Definitely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we want to give a, a special shout out to Linda McCauley. For <laughs> suggesting <laughs> our our topic of discussion, uh, we drank the new Amsterdam. New Amsterdam citron. Yep. During like today's episode. Right now. Fuck yeah. Jarell uh, and I will review this eventually. Not that one because we're gonna drink it. And yeah, not specifically, but yes. Yeah. This bottle specifically <laughs> is gone. It's gonna be gone. Yeah. Don't be sad. Don't cry. For However. Me. Drill and I will review it on On the Rocks. Eventually. So stay tuned for that. And of Monday. course, retroactively, I will go back through and I will provide <laughs> a link for our review. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Thank you for all the support we've had for Daydrum. Yeah, definitely. It's been awesome. It has been. Obviously, we run long. It's long format. We go 20 to 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. And Check the reaction we've had has been awesome. It's been positive. It has. And we may not have the numbers that the On the Rocks reviews have. Yeah. However, we have enough. We do. We're sister shows with it, it hasn't been zero. It's not zero. It's like five. <laughs> yeah. It's been good, though. It's been on track uh, with On the Rocks reviews. It's been and a husband and wife show, too. Like, most people don't mesh well to begin with in, like, a husband and wife scenario. Yeah. We'll do uh, more live videos, and we're going to continue on with Day Drunk. He's going to his mustache. Mustache, y'all. Snack for later. Anyways. But anyways, <laughs> we appreciate your support. We do. Uh, we pay attention to comments, suggestions. We, uh, we, we like the feedback. Uh, we've had a lot of good feedback. Yeah. And yeah, Read us, keep it, us. Keep it coming. New to us. Anything. Tell us what you want to talk about. Yeah. We we would like to eventually like get to the point where like all of our day drunk episodes are suggestions. Yes. Like you, you can We, we like, can fill in, of course. Like we have our our own ideas. But, but uh, last two episodes have been about what you suggested and like Yeah, and we already have next weekend planned by a suggestion, which yeah. is really cool. Yeah. And we would like to like continue that forward. Exactly. Anthony Chavez. Yeah. Cha-cha. Cha-cha. Chavez. We learned that. Thank you, Chavez. <laughs> but anything, like if it's political, critter, this, that. Yeah, it, do it doesn't matter what it is, care. like honestly. Like we will discuss anything. We're very well-rounded people and we will do our research. That's clear. Rounded. Well, and so, whether it's something that falls in our wheelhouse or not, we will we'll do the research it. and we will talk about it. We so, food. It's like squid ink pasta. And people are like scared of that. That's true, too. Regardless, <laughs> we, we will talk about anything. So, feel free to suggest anything under the sun, whether it's something incredibly right. personal or something that just cropped up in your day to day life. Uh, comment below. Or head on over to the On The Rocks Twitter handle or Facebook. Yep. And you, you can comment there, and you can even hit Ariel and I up personally, and we, we will respond. Okay, what's our Twitter handle, so? All the Twitter handles? Yeah, mine's at Merhobbit. And I'm at Anthony R. Schultz. 
mine's ridiculous. It's your fault. Mine's like basic as fuck. Mine's a mer-hobbit. Because yeah. he called me a mermaid and a hobbit. He's a dick. Not a dick. She owned it. <laughs> I did. Okay. So that's awesome. That's my intern mark too. Fuck yeah. you. I'm so, intern mark too. At Hobbit. At Anthony R. Schultz. Schultz. His uh, name. And I have links. Below. Below skis. Yep. With the dog skis. Don't look at the table. So we'll see you next weekend. And have a good day. And good morning.